Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Modern. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. This is a special edition, second day of the week, two episodes a week extravaganza deck tech. So we recorded way too much content when the professor was on earlier this week. So we decided to split in the two. So this is the deck tech on Merfolk, his favorite deck. And uh, we're going to break it down for you guys. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. Thank you very much. The deck. Merfolk, your Merfolk favorite deck. is a fabulous deck. And I always used to say now it for the first time ever, and uh, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, I, I didn't do the most precise research on this, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Merfolk has ever won a GP, uh, ever, in Modern. And In Modern, for, the, for sure. In, for sure, okay. In the history okay. of Magic, I can't confirm here or there. Oh, yes, yes, but in Modern, for sure, right. Uh, 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 and one of the things that was always the Merfolk player's dream was to find just the right tweak, because everybody's Merfolk deck is just a little bit different. And that was actually something that Merfolk players, whenever I would meet them, we were all very excited because unlike other decks where, let's say Delver, you're fine-tuning it kind of in unison and you're getting just that precise formula, Merfolk was never, prior to now, a tier one deck. And so everybody was trying to find their own path with Merfolk to hit that top tier, to win that GP, and everyone had their own Merfolk flavor. And it was such a... That's what I loved about the deck, was that my my merfolk didn't look exactly the same as the other merfolk players, but you got a little bit of everything. You got aggro, you got tempo, you got counter spells. Uh, you're playing all of magic in blue. For a long time, it was a great budget deck because it's mono blue. It's all islands nine right. times out of ten. And so back in the days where every other modern deck needed fetch lands, which were all outrageously priced, merfolk was a great viable option. Yeah, no. I mean, and, and to kind of break down for our listeners, we did a deck tech on Merfolk. This is one of the first deck techs we ever did. But we realized that since September, Modern has changed so much that it's about time to start kind of coming back once in a while to some of the decks we've already done. Obviously, there are decks we still haven't done, so we're going to mix it up. And once in a while, we're going to do redo a deck. I know that you're a big Merfolk player, so I wanted to do the deck for this week. And yeah. to kind of explain for people that weren't listening since episode one, what Merfolk <laughs> is, it's based off of the creature type Merfolk. There's, you know, that's a, a magic creature type. It's one of the, the main five. It's Blue's main creature type. And it's built off of the power of, you know, the fact that there's so many lords for these colors. They're all pretty efficient. They're all very good at getting in with when your opponents have islands because they all have island walk in some way or because another one gives it to them. And it's off one of the few decks in the format that really utilizes the power of Aether Vial. Aether Vial has been obviously a legacy staple forever, and Merfolk has played it since the beginning. But because almost every single card is a two-drop, other than, mm-hmm. like, what, I think Mirror Regery <laughs> as the three-drop, it, yeah. it allows you to kind of play this cool tap-out game where you're kind of playing the blue deck of countering spells while also just insurmountably putting pressure on them for through the entire game. Uh, absolutely. And what's really interesting is that the merfolk themselves, just by themselves in isolation, are an aggro creature. They're a 2-2 two, two for 2. Uh, they lord each other, pumping them up typically plus 1, plus 1, uh, giving each other island walk. We've got a functional reprint of Lord of Atlantis in Master of the Pearl Trident. So essentially, you have 8 
Lord of Atlantises, which I'll give other merfolk plus one plus one, and Island Walk, which is beautiful. Right. But but it's not just aggro; it's also a, a major tempo deck, and there's so many tempo aspects to it. Uh, cards like uh, uh, cards like uh, uh, spreading seas. Spreading seas, which is one of my absolute favorites, especially when you're on the play. And your opponent is not in blue in any conceivable way. Right, because you, you can And you're just going to island. Let's say they're in, in in black and green, and they drop a, 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 overgrown a, tomb. a, a overgrown tomb. And then you come back to you, and you drop a mutavolt or, or another island, and you're spreading seas that. You are so get far to ahead. draw. You're so far ahead because they also are disabled with that land. That land is is colorless mana as far as they're concerned, which is useless for early game stuff. And you get to draw a card, so you get to skip ahead to what your next turn in terms of card draw would have been. Plus every That's card a... in your deck is unblockable now. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, um, people I've talked to have said that Spreading Seas might be the best card, or if not one of the best cards in the modern deck. I agree with that assessment uh, very much so. Um, Silvergill Adept is another one that usually is mainboarded in almost every, if not every, uh, Merfolk modern deck. And that one uh, is one blue and a colorless for a 2-1 Merfolk. Uh, you have to reveal a Merfolk from your hand or pay an additional three. But again, you're going to have other Merfolk in your hand. All you have is Merfolk. And when it hits the, the ground, you draw a card. And so again, you're getting that beautiful Gas. card draw. Gas, gas, gas. And when you look to swarm out with Merfolk, and once it starts going off, especially if you get a Regery or two in play, and a Regery or two in play lets you just empty your whole land of every Merfolk that you're holding. Right. So if you got a lot of card draw going up to that point, and it's like, okay, I've got, let's say, two Regeries in play now, and I've got three or four Merfolk in my hand... I can now cast every single one of them because each time <laughs> I cast a Merfolk, I get a trigger off the Regery to untap a target permanent. I'll untap a land. I've got a second Regery. I untap a second land. I bring in another Merfolk. I get to untap two lands, bring in another Merfolk, untap two lands, bring in another Merfolk. And you should see the looks on my opponent's faces when that starts happening. And it's like, right, you have I just put power four, in play. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, beautiful. But at the same time, and this is where it starts to get into fine tuning. You've got counter spells in there, whether it's spell pierce or mana leak. Or I've seen people remand was one I loved for a while, and I only recently took it out. But I loved remand because again, tempo, tempo, tempo. Right. You get that card draw. See, I would, I would I, feel I really remand is it. better than mana leak in almost all situations. I, I agree. Um, I actually have been having, and this is me being a little merfolk rogue, but I've been having some good luck with deprive. Deprive right. is too blue. You lose a little bit of tempo with it, but with Merfolk, you've gained so much ground, it's okay. It's a hard counter for two. Well, plus your Except deck is mono two slash kind of three drops and Aether Vile. Right. I mean, like, yes, right. you have Master of Waves, but if you have Master of Waves, then hold off on the Deprive because you're going to win when you cast it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and again, some people run four of Master of Waves. Some people run two Master of Waves. It depends on your deck and what your strategy is. But Deprive gives you a hard counter for two. Return an island to your hand. It can be one of the ones you tap to cast it. Right. When your opponent is trying to bring in one of their win cons and there's no ifs, ands, or buts, you can hard counter that win con. 
uh, that's where Deprive right. is one of my favorite cards. It's just called, no, it's countered. And they always look at it because not a lot of people play Deprive. And, and it's always like, wait, let me see it. And it's like, I'm looking for the how much do I need to tap or what do I need to reveal to get around this counter? And it's like, you can't get around right. it. It's, it's counterspell. You know, I right. love it. I mean, well, it, it saw a lot of play, or at least it was it was definitely in the, the standard deck list for the Treasure Cruise Delver decks that were out earlier this year slash right, late right, last right. year. So, like, it's obviously a good card. And uh, I wanted to go back also to Master Waves. I, and we, when Glenn Jones and I did the original uh, deck tech on this, I think Master Waves might be, like, one of the better four drops in the format entirely. It's hmm. so good because it dodges all of the red removal, which is most of the removal in the format, and it and it dodges abrupt decay. Plus, the presence it presents on the battlefield is literally a kill it or you lose situation. Right. So, like, th that's like those are the threat bases for the Merfolk deck. It, it it's crazy how much redundancy this deck has, and how much play it has. The fact that it can just stop your opponent from doing things with cards like. Uh, spreading seas like the it, it does not surprise me that it won the GP recently. So what what are some of the cards that you're worried about? What are some of the flaws with Merfolk? Now that we've talked about how amazing it is, uh, Merfolk has a lot of trouble when your creatures get removed because Merfolk needs to build on itself. And one of the things that my uh, regular opponents at my local, because I'm the only guy playing Mer, I've actually at my local game store when I go off to other places, I've sat down across from Merfolk. But just at my local game store, I'm the only guy in there with Merfolk. Right. Uh, uh, and and so, but. It's also very well known that even though I own just about every modern deck, uh, I, I nine times out of ten choose to come in for fun on a Saturday afternoon with Merfolk. And so people are, are well versed at how to handle it. And how you handle Merfolk is as soon as that first lord drops, you got to just remove it. Spend your lightning bolt on it if you're in Burn or Delver. Uh, unsummon it. Exile it if you're in White and you've got Path. And the problem is, is that Merfolk by itself do nothing. You've got a Lord of Atlantis on the field. You're not making any threat. It's when you have three right. and they're all five fives or what <laughs> have you that that's when you're making a threat. And so people become very, very uh, uh, aggressive in their removal. That's why uh, Darnation is is worrying me in terms of it making a presence is that right. that's going to wipe out my field. Uh, I actually like to run uh, three phantasmal images in my merfolk deck because they allow me to copy my lords of atlantis so instead of having eight lords of atlantis i actually have 11 of them and it's also a really great option because it stops uh tarmogoyth by providing a barrier for tarmogoyth well, to or, swing or, into or even better sometimes copying a tassiger which then gives you like a card draw engine if you need it if you're running low because they're removing all your threats or copying a rhino which then domes them never, for three never and never mind tassiger never mind tassiger i love copying their dark confidant do you know how awesome oh, right. having yeah, a yeah. copy of bob in a merfolk deck is <laughs> it's like oh i lose two and i draw something that makes everything plus one plus one again right you right, know right. that's great gas um, so yeah, so, I mean, in reality, it, this almost sounds like the, <laughs> if Merfolk is going to be as popular as it is, one of the things that's helped you is the fact that people have kind of shied away from stuff like Supreme Verdict, which is definitely one of the cards I know Merfolk has the oh, most yeah. trouble with in Legacy. Yeah, uh, any any board wipe is is a problem because then it's also hard to recover from because you have a really specific curve where... Right. Uh, 
look, listen, turn one, you're going to ideally be dropping an Aether Vial. Uh, if you're running Curse Catchers, I'm one of the freaks that is not a fan of Curse Catcher. Everyone else loves them to death. I, I'm not a fan of Curse Catcher, uh, but everyone else will have them, and so that's their other turn one drop. Turn two, anything from a Silvergill Adept to one of your Lords. Uh, turn three, a Redry. At that point, you've got your Aether Vial up to two. Uh, you know, like, you, you, you get this force going, and then if by turn three or four they board wipe, it's very hard to recover from right. that. Because then you're starting all the way back with, and then I play a Lord. And then they can remove that. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. And so I'm glad Supreme doesn't really see that much play. Uh, as is, Day of Judgment, things like that. But if Merfolk starts dominating, or worse yet, Merfolk plus Elves plus Goblins, each in their own right dominating, right. Then, then, then people are going to say, oh, creatures are back in modern. Yeah. It's no longer the spell's format. And, and people are going to put in heavier removal, larger removal. That's, again, why I think Darnation is going to be so powerful. Uh, uh, you know, maybe even the actual Damnation will see some play, like you mentioned. But that really is Merfolk's problem. I mean, which is, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, right now, if you look at the format, there is, right now, a lot of creature decks. I'd almost want to say, if it wasn't for some of these turn two decks killing people, mm -hmm. mainboarding a board wipe isn't the worst option I've heard of from a person because there are so many decks that it wrecks. Even like Abzan and Jund have problems with board wipes because, you know, you like they start putting creatures in play and then they're going to run into a problem if you get rid of everything. There, right. It's definitely a good time to maybe be thinking of that direction. Now, I did want to mention we never talked about it, but Kira Glassbinner is also a deck out of Merfolk that's yeah. obviously an important piece and it helps answer that, you know, one for one removal plan that like Snapcaster Mage decks kind of want to go about trying to get rid of your deck and what it's trying to do. Yeah, that's actually just what I was uh, 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 wanting to talk about, is that I think that Kira Glass, uh, Great Glass Spinner, is an honorary merfolk. Uh, <laughs> she she is not technically a merfolk, but she should be main boarded. At the very least, you should have two to three. Me, personally, I actually run four of her. Uh, when you are able, and I've been playing a very interesting strategy that's getting me a lot of great results, which is that I'm going to slow down dropping my lords because of removal and turn two, I main board uh, Spellskites as well. Right. And well, they're two. They're two. <laughs> yeah, but they're two. So your Aether Vial works with them, your Mana Curve works with them, and so I'm going to hold off that Lord of Atlantis, and instead I'm going to drop a Spellskite, and what you got to realize is that if turn three, you drop a Kira, at that point, you're you've able to... you locked them out of the game of stopping locked them out. Because yeah. uh, if you, they target... Your Lord of Atlantis, you can change the target to the Spellskite and it gets countered. And the number of lightning bolts that they need to hit that Lord of Atlantis, it's they don't have Four? it. Four? Yeah, it's not in the deck. <laughs> yeah, Plus it's you not get in like the deck. random advantage by like you can counter their Colgan's command. There's like other kind oh, of yeah. like random things you might be able to pull off. Um, it's beautiful. Kira, Kira needs to be main boarded. Uh, people are surprised that I main board Spellskites in my deck, but I absolutely do. Ben is. Uh, a, I, I, mean, I had we're a not as the oh. podcast modern masters of modern. We're we're, okay. we're often quoted saying Spellskite is the best card in the format. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was playing up against uh, at actually GP Vegas. I got a game up against uh, a Scred Red Rogue deck, and I got out two Spellskites and a Kira 
first. Uh, and then it was just like with two spell skites changing the target between themselves, it's impossible to target anything of mine. And it was like, well, that's all Scred Red is looking to do in all honesty. And it's just like, no, 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 you're going to hit the spell skite. Oh, it's countered. Oh, you're going to try and hit him again. I'll change it to the other spell skite. It's countered. It's countered, dude. You know, it was, it was great fun. Great fun. Right. I guess the last... Okay, so running out of time slightly, I do want to go through the gauntlet and talk about some of the matchups you have to face and the best yeah. ways Murpho kind of handles those and vice versa. So first, uh, Affinity. Uh, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> uh, if it's Affinity, you, you you reach your hand across. You say, hey, great game. Uh, you two owed me, and if you'd like, I'd be very happy to get some casual games with you if you have another modern deck on you. <laughs> uh, uh, your best bet is I've got... Four, because Affinity's actually really heavy at my local game store. Uh, I've got four Hercules in the sideboard. Right. But it doesn't... It, you're dead. Affinity is, I think, the worst matchup out of everything. So, In, in my opinion, Affinity is... I, I right. would rather face anything uh, 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 other than eggs uh, 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 <laughs> than Affinity. Uh, affinity is you are you're dead to affinity. You can't handle it. So I guess then my question, well, I guess then my statement here would be: This is probably the best time to play Merfolk for that reason, because affinity did so well at the last GP. Yeah, everyone and their mom is going to be packing as much affinity hate as possible right now in the format, and probably until the next major tournament. So like now's the time to run Merfolk because your affinity matchups, as long as you win your first matchup, is going to be way less likely to have to run into that deck than it used to be. True, true, true. All right. Black-green mid-range deck. So Jund and Abzan. It puts up a fight. It puts up a fight. I, I, I handled the few. Like I said, you use your phantasmal images strategically, be it against the Tarmogoyf, be it against the Siege Rhino, be it against the uh, uh, Dark Confidant, which I really like to get that gas. Uh, you get your spreading seas at an opportune time. Uh, but it's a it's a real slugfest with with those decks. I mean, they're everybody's in black green right now. It's definitely considered the top. They drop Liliana and her sacrifice, uh, making you sacrifice destroys you. Uh, you have to get rid of that Liliana right. fast. Keep them off the double black, possibly with spreading seas. You you absolutely. Um, I have in my sideboard Echoing Truth, which is nice because okay. it'll, retur it'll return Planeswalkers. Which then, if you uh, can get a counter spell like Deprive or whatever to hard counter them, you know. But if Liliana resolves, oh god, you know <laughs> you're 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 gonna have some trouble with that. But I I, I can win against that more than Affinity. And and you can too, but it's it's definitely not in your favor. Right. Um. Next, uh, Splinter Twin. Yeah, yeah. Splinter Twin's great because they have uh, islands. Uh, <laughs> what's that? They have islands. They have islands, <laughs> which allows you game two to sideboard out your spreading seas completely. Uh, although it can definitely be problematic. I've had some Splinter Twin games where hitting their red sources really messes them up. Right. Uh, you've got counter spells, which, you know, you can wait. What's really nice about Merfolk is since once you have the components in place, you kind of just dump your hand on the board in a lot of ways. You can play a slow Merfolk game where you're like, you know what? I'm going to sit back with my counter spells and just let 
my hand get a you know get a full grip there let my aether vials go up maybe you got a second aether vial uh get your lands into play you got your mutavolts which protect themselves and i actually have had a lot of luck against splinter twin uh, uh i i beat them uh several times recently in fact um i think that splinter twin is actually uh one that i would rather face than uh black green right and then yeah. tron red green tron yeah, Tron, spreading seas, those Urza lands, what are they going to do? <laughs> get uh, th- th- nothing, nothing. You get those spreading seas. I, for a while, uh, was running, and this was this is not something I recommend unless you just have a, a Tron-heavy meta, but maybe you do. Uh, I had the blast with this, which is Seas Claim, and I, I sideboarded in four Seas Claim, and when I was up against Tron or, or, or something that I'd have major disruption, Seas Claim is one blue mana, and it's spreading seas without the card draw. But when you're just turning all of their lands into islands, so you've got essentially eight spreading seas, but four of them don't get you the card draw, but they're also one mana cheaper. Right. It's hilarious, and nobody ever sees it coming. Uh, uh, if they've got answers like counter spells or, or whatever, like like they're going to abrupt decay the, 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 the uh, uh, spreading seas, you've got so much gas of that. But just in general, with a normal Merfolk deck as opposed to my goofiness, uh, Tron, Red Green Tron, at least you're going to have a good time. You, they're going to be very sad that you're playing Merfolk. All right. Well, now then, the evil twin of Tron, Amulet Bloom. Yeah, you're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I lose to Amulet Bloom. I mean, you you have to be again. It comes down to the spreading seas. It really does. Right. And and maybe a few strategic counters. It's tough. You have to know Amulet Bloom really well. Uh, uh, in order to beat it with Merfolk. And you have to play as though you can see their hand and you're going to work one step ahead of them. It's a rough matchup. It can be done, but it is it, it is definitely an uphill battle. See, I've always imagined this matchup might be okay because A, you have the spreading seas, but B, like since you're main decking spell skites, you're able to kind of stop their primeval titan from doing the like one-hit kill swing because you can steal the land triggers. And this allows mm-hmm. you to kind of tempo them because you have so many of, like, you you put pressure on them. Like, my general experience with Amulet decks, and, like, similar to Splinter Twin, is the ability to put pressure on an opponent when they're playing this kind of combo deck is integral to you being able to beat them. Oh, I, I agree completely, which is why I main deck the Spell Skites, but a lot of Merfolk players have them in their sideboard. That's true. Or they're only running a main deck of, like, maybe two. Uh, and I feel that you're really going to need to ensure that you hit a spell skite. Uh, and if you don't, if you've got two spell skite in your main board and you sit down against amulet bloom and the other two or one are in your sideboard, you're, you, there's a very good chance you're not going to hit them in time. Uh, you really need to get those out. Fair it, enough. It, it, it depends on your build. It depends on your meta. Uh, it's doable. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not affinity. There's no hope for you if you sit down across from Affinity. Anybody, I invite any listeners who play Merfolk or who play Affinity and have been beaten by Merfolk uh, uh, to to just <laughs> literally acknowledge that it's happened. I literally just want to see someone say, I play Merfolk and I beat an Affinity deck that didn't get mana screwed or, or something like that, and or vice versa. I play Affinity and Merfolk has trounced me and it was a fair land draw on both sides i'd like to see like out of the tens of thousands of your your viewers one person's gonna say that (laughs) well 
Well, you we'll guys find are out. on Twitter. I at invite the MMCast. I invite, yep. Yell at us. Yep. So let's hear it. Speaking of Twitter, we have an email. It's the MMCast at rocketjump.com. So please send us emails if you have bigger questions than Twitter lets you handle. Sometimes 140 characters isn't enough. Uh, the email is I've been playing modern for about six months with Boros Burn decklist, and I'm now working on the last touches of Grixis Delver. Any tips, recommendations, pro ideas on how to go from aggro to control? This is from Ben Cook. Uh, my recommendation, Ben, is to kind of look at what you're doing and remember, you know, you need to still oppose a threat. Control does not mean I get to sit back on my laurels and kind of wait till something happens. You need to be always pressuring them with a clock and taking a lot of time to kind of learn what you're facing and test so that you know what to do with your control deck. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, once again, if you want to send us some stuff, we are at the MM cast. Uh, and to kind of wrap up, I am at Kess Wiley. You can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, where can they find you, Professor? They can find me at Talarian Community College and in YouTube, uh, which is uh, the main place to interact with me. I am also on Twitter at Talarian College, or I'm on Facebook at Talarian Community College. But really, the best place to find me is just going to YouTube for Talarian Community College. Got a large library of everything from product reviews to modern deck techs and a lot of other interesting lessons that uh, hopefully will be of use to viewers. Yeah, and we'll link all out to all that on uh, rocketjump.com, where our podcast is hosted as always and we'll talk to you guys later thanks a bunch thank you for your attention for further inquiries send an email to the mmcast at rocketjump.com see you later alligator <laughs>